Hello. This is fun. and welcome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the uh, Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Um, I have two members of my fire <laughs> fire family here today. I have Ash. Hi there. And I have Scott. Hey, we're really winging it now. We yeah. are. We, just, we don't even know the host until you hit the say <laughs> Right <no>. now. <laughs> right now. Well, to be fair, we've been here for uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, that's, our, that's, our <laughs> so normal, that's about normal. So. <laughs> We've, we've kind of chatted about everything we're going to talk about, and we continue to dive into each one of our topics. And I'm like, why don't we just make a podcast about this? <laughs> we probably should have started recording an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's okay. Anyways, uh, welcome. Uh, my name is Todd. Um, news guy. I guess mm-hmm. just the, uh, I noticed on <laughs> the news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our brothers and sisters in Surrey, they had a... Uh, uh, rock and structure fire the other day, and um, it actually started an adjacent uh, house on fire and was <clears throat> melting uh, cars and houses with fronts on them across the street. It was going pretty good when the crews got there, and then a few hours later, after they suppressed those ones, uh, they got another call back to two blocks away from uh, a roof that was on fire. And they believe it was embers from it, um, just because it was it, it was going like the, the pictures from it. It was absolutely massive. Yeah. It looked like there was a lot more fuel load than just a regular house going up, hmm. uh, but it was it was rocked. There was a lot of wind. In the, no. uh, in the pictures, no. In the video coverage, there was there wasn't a lot of wind, um, but I think that's what they're they're suspecting at that point in time. Right. Huh. But it goes to show you, you know, it's one of those one of those things that we never forget the embers for those little spot fires, right? Even when yeah. it comes to structures, this time of year, you, you know, gutters may not be clean, all that dry crap sitting there ready to ignite. Yeah. As well. I know my gutters aren't clean. They're full of shit right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any trees around my house, though, and there's no gutters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying about there's a. So it sounds like the Lower Mainland is currently in the gang war. Because <laughs> there was literally this afternoon, there was a shooting at the airport, like the major yeah. Vancouver airport, right at the departure terminal. Yeah. Um, a fatal shooting. Um, they've already told a person's name, known gang member. Um, and you said the other, like last, just last night, I didn't yeah. hear this one until you just told me. They had another, another fatal shooting out there. Again, it's, um, this is all targeted uh, yeah. shooting. However, what caught me being, you know, May, Stop the Bleed Month, was, uh, listening to the, the news broadcast. They said, you know, there's a gentleman that had a gym. He was working out. Uh, he heard the pops, the shots. He came running out. People were rendering this guy aid, putting direct pressure on some of the wounds, which is great to hear. Um, however... <laughs> he said he's like I proceeded to go get some water and poured cold water over his head I'm sorry why is it holy water can you get fluids like, are you gonna <laughs> don't you boil water for babies <laughs> so you boil water for babies that's the, and you that's pour cold distra- water for bleed that's distract the dad though, right? <laughs> yeah that's like I think I talked about the, the PTT kit right? they put this together kit in the previous podcast yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a distraction technique but again, like, okay, so you got these guys putting direct pressure on it, and he said they were running out of, of gauze and dressings, and you went to go get a cup of water. <laughs> Not my first go-to, I'm just saying. You know, maybe... maybe Sorry, it's a jiu-jitsu learn. gym. Yeah. That's what you said, yeah. yeah. So I'm not calling them out or anything. No, no. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So they may have a gi or two kicking around, like big cotton... What about your shirts you're wearing? Mm-hmm. Like, this, is, this is the whole thing. It's like point. a giant cotton. Yeah. Freaking, it's a perfect <laughs> thing for stopping the bleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, like, 
we can sit here and pick apart all day long. Like, who knows where, what all the extent of the injuries were and the wounds. However, this one, it said it was, it was a chest and a neck. Um, yeah. GSW. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the outcome of those is probably going to be pretty shitty anyways. Yeah. Uh, however, <clears> but <throat> if you take the stop the bleed course, you will learn that that is required for maybe a chest seal and direct pressure and then a junctional wound, right? So maybe some wound packing. Maybe we should probably add the e-water thing into our next presentation. Like well, an extra slide. Pour some water pour over some water the forehead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, maybe they listened because, you know, I spray the, you know, when we do this course, I spray them with water. Right. But it's to simulate the blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he listened to our podcast. Was like, right. I spray them with water. Yeah, those assholes yeah. keep spraying water at this guy. Maybe, I'll, <laughs> maybe yeah, I should take, give her a go. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's too bad for the sequence of events that, that occurred and kudos to the guys for running out and, and helping. Because uh, unfortunately, in our society today, oh, a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't go and help. They just stand there and film, right? Yeah. yeah no, um, exactly. So that was mm-hmm. super awesome. However, God, like take the next step, learn some basic stuff. Like this is day to day. And now, unfortunately, we're seeing this turf war, you know, that's that's happening in the gangs in the lower mainland. And uh, yeah, this could be anybody. Mm-hmm. This could be a member of your family that could get accidentally hit. I mean, there's been yeah. situations like that. So yeah. learn right. this shit. Yeah, learn how to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the one today sounds like they were running from the so they shot the person. Busy airport. I don't know. Maybe not as busy. Not as busy now as it normally is, but it's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're shooting at the police as they're, as they're driving away. It sounds like. Yeah. So you know that's you know criminals don't go to the range every day to learn how to shoot. No. They usually shoot pretty indiscriminate fire, and uh, that's where people are gonna catch one. And even in that that video review we kind of did last week, they're like. The one is the officer, like there's a victim behind them. Yeah. They went renovate after the fact, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we all know anybody in this business that's responded to these shootings and events like that, there's going to be other multiple people that are involved. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's just, God, it's just important to know the basics, right? And like I said, this is the one thing with the stop the bleed training, uh, massive hemorrhage control, that it's the easiest way to potentially save somebody's life. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Um, so moving on, we had, and you guys have had pretty quite a week. busy week with practice and all these calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's jump into that. I'd like to point out, so, uh, we do a weekly duty officer rotation. Yeah. Um, previous week, so Thursday to Thursday is our rotation. Uh, previous week was Ash's rotation. Yeah. What did you get? I caught an MVI. He had one MVI. That's it. One. <laughs> nice. One call. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, was being, I was on with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we so, yeah, really you know, good. Good. it was a pretty yeah. good call, but um, yeah. we didn't really have to do much. Just some traffic, uh, yeah. a little bit of patient stuff, maybe. I don't even know if we had to do that. I think yeah. Todd was there. No, it was pretty minor. <laughs> yeah, well, not minor, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. two two patients yeah. with uh, yeah, super 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 lucky for a head on. Yeah, and you know, and we've been slammed previous all previous mm-hmm. weeks. Ashes week, one call, <laughs> which I was thinking about it afterwards. I was a super happy. Because I've been running around at my other job like crazy. And I had the duty truck two weeks prior, doing some work to it, getting it ready for uh, brush fire season. Because our chief was the duty officer as well. So our chief still likes to be um, in the rotation. Like He can go to everything, but like sometimes he, he wants to be in the rotation still. So the officer truck is still up for grabs. So I was doing some work. I took it for the week. Um, and uh, it was 
in the seven days, I think we ran right. like it yeah. was like mul- multiple calls. Yeah, we were catching <laughs> fires. Yeah, and yeah, it was like a couple pretty big events. So round two for me, a couple weeks later, I was super okay with it being a bit slow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So literally, you know, Thursday evening hits, mm-hmm. he's getting handed over to Rob. Yeah. Then what? Two hours later, structure fire, <laughs> and then I'm like son of a bitch, <laughs> and then cars on fire, and then a car fire, grass fire, and <laughs> like all this stuff rolling in now. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. that's so, where we are right now. <laughs> that night, so you guys want to talk about the uh, the structure fire? Yeah. So, wasn't quite. Yeah, it was still Thursday, so mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was still. It was like three minutes to midnight. <laughs> so, because we always get a Thursday call. Yeah. Like, without fail, yeah. we're doing something on Thursday. Yeah, so, you know, just getting in bed, laying down. Comes in as a, um, I don't even remember multiple calls, but, you know, uh, it was a it was a structure at this corner of this place and this place. And um, there's a fairly new complex where they described it. But it's one of those things, like, the way it was described, it wasn't an official building. Like, it sounded like it was... Something that someone doesn't know what it is, like you know, if like uh, if a if a grocery store is on fire, they're gonna say the you know the super value or whatever, whatever place is on yeah. fire, mm-hmm. or they're gonna say the Tim Hortons is on fire. In this case, it was like there's a structure burning of some sort. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh yeah, that's weird. So I live uh, kind of in an elevated position in town, coming over the hill, and from where I am, like now I can see. Oh yeah, fire radio. Yeah. I actually think I said fully involved. I should have said uh, heavily involved because yeah. I don't know if it's fully involved. I don't know what the hell is burning. <laughs> so I come over the hill and I can see it from a distance. Like, it's still a half a kilometer away. But Radio Rob, because Rob's coming in from another part of town. He can't see because he's actually in like the lower part of town. So he can't see what's burning. I radio in and I radio what I think it is and it turned out to be what it was mm-hmm. um, just from where it was located. And So what it was is an old fruit stand uh, that's been around I don't know, since long I was a little yeah. kid, a long, long time ago. So, and it's been sitting mostly empty, but there has been people, like, because, you know, lots of pickers around. Mm-hmm. So, so transient, it, transients coming and going in there, too. Yeah, they use it for, uh, we found out later, they use it for a, in the summer, they use it for the, like kind of a stand down yeah. for the pickers when it's hot. And then oh, yeah. hang out there. Uh, we didn't notice at the time, but there's beds and there's beds and there's couches and stuff in there, mm. so... You know, yeah, it's back to that thing. Yeah, it's a fruit stand that's been derelict for a while, mm-hmm. but we don't know what's in there. Yeah, but to paint a picture, like people think fruit stand, you're like eight by twelve. Yeah, no, this, this is thing. Big. It's like a, a yeah. house. It was a a big long. It house. was a, <laughs> like bigger than a single wide, like mobile home. Like, oh, like a lot bigger. Like yeah. a lot bigger. And there's some, I think there's they were some rock almost, and brick too. Yeah, yeah, it's a house. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, a, it's like literally a house. And I think they they used to do some like processing there as well. Like it's it's a big structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's right on the like main. Yeah. It's yeah. right on the main highway. Yeah. Uh, lots of power lines, which we end up dealing with later, uh, or well, not later when we get when we arrive, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going really good when we get there, um, and it's close to our hall, so it's one of those things like get on the truck real fast, mm-hmm. uh, leave the, leave the hall, and this is the importance of being able to put your gear on, um, you know, because usually rural rural community we're fair ways out, so. Yeah. A lot of times you're like, all right, I know I got five minutes, ten minutes till we get there, so take your time in the truck and then. Well, everyone's putting their gear on, and we've talked about this before. We don't currently have a um, custom cab, right? Mm-hmm. And every time we go to one of these fires, where it's where, where now now every time now that we're looking now that we're gonna buy a custom cab, now everybody's like, "What's that custom cab when I arrive?" Because guys are starting to realize how little of room there is oh. back there, mm-hmm. and especially when you're like, you know, 
less than two minutes away from the scene. Yeah. And guys are trying to like, ah! <laughs> trying to put their gear on and trying to, you know, we're trying to listen to comms and do all this stuff. And you're still trying to work. Um, we always have to, used to take turns. Remember that? We'd always have to, yeah. okay, on my turn, we'd yeah. never wear seatbelts. You know, you'd kind of sit sideways on your seat yeah. or like shoulder sit your pack yeah. and throw your jacket on, things like that. And, but, you know, and I still tell the, uh, like you guys, when we train them, I said, you know, the best thing you do is look at the guy next to you. What's he putting on? Yeah. If he's putting on his pack, put on your mask. Yeah, put on his mask. Do the opposite. <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah, that seems to work. Um, yeah. So because it was right down in our, like, not downtown, but basically on the outskirts of downtown. So still hybrids everywhere. It's a city block away, or two city blocks away from our, yeah. our hall. Yeah. But yeah. So I radio Rob. I'm trying to get iron responding to work, and you know, the one time I absolutely need to know where the hybrids are, because usually it's like I, you know, I got time to figure mm-hmm. out where it is and. And a lot of times in our area, we don't care about the hydrant because it's a tenderest problem because it's, it know, it's a, little bit a mile away. Area, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, I knew there's going to be a hydrant nearby, but I didn't know where. So I radio, radio him. I said, hey, can you can you spot me a hydrant? Because I can't get it on this. Because, of course, they, at this point in time, it's, now it's time for I'm responding to refresh itself. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, because it's like midnight. So it's refreshing itself. Yeah. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> So we're driving and we're, we're going at a pretty good clip and uh, Rob spots one hydrant. He's like, here, it's here. So then I'm like, okay, in my head, I'm like, okay, so that's past the fire. So we're, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, so now in my head, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? I'm like, okay, I'm going to call the second engine to do a reverse light into the hydrant for us. It's like, cool, this will work out. Now we're getting closer. And then Rob at the last second spots the other hydrant because now the smoke's kind of, because sh- he's kind of back and from where he was, he couldn't see the other hydrant, so the smoke kind of shifts, I think. From what I understood what he was telling me. And then you can see down the street, oh, there's another hydrant that we're coming up to. <laughs> and it's kind of tucked out of the way a little bit by this mall. So we're like, oh, we're hitting that now. <laughs> so because normally we leave it to the second engine, mm-hmm. but because like Ash said, this structure is so long, it's like we're going to hit it one end and they're going to hit the other end. Mm-hmm. So we took the near hydrant because to get to the far hydrant, we'd have to go past the structure, do a weird U-turn, grab the hydrant, yeah. come back. And yeah. it, wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work. Yeah. So we hit the near hydrant. Uh, so immediately, that's another interesting thing. Like the plan instantly changed. Like yeah. the guys are getting ready for the fire attack. As it usually does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and literally the guy's getting ready and I'm like, we're getting a hydrant now. And one of them, we're getting a hydrant? I'm like, yeah, we're hitting the hydrant. We're hitting that hydrant right there. And quickly, uh, one of our guys, Gus, great job he jumps like he's a fairly new guy still mm-hmm. he's like i got it so he gets off does his thing we pull up to the fire um and like we had water quite like, like you tell we we've been training hydrants a lot lately like we had water like fast i nice. was like i called him like good good work man that was a fast hydrant hit because like we, we were running a two and a half and an inch and a half right away and i told dennis our driver i'm like hey if we get below half you know the deal just kill the two and a half because uh I don't want to be sitting there if yeah. there's some complication with the hydrant. Mm-hmm. But Dennis is like, yeah, he goes, I don't think we even hit. Like, we were like still three quarters by the time we started getting water. So nice. Yeah, it's fast, good and quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how long of a lay was it? Was it very long? Uh, just five lengths. Yeah. Yep. So it's called 250 feet. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which so I found out was exactly like we did. Like, yeah. So it was dead in the middle of the two hydrants. Was, we eh? had a five length lay yeah. where we were as well. It was perfect. So your um, second truck, you came in the other direction and came from the south. Yeah, yeah. So, so once I realized what we're doing, I'm like, I'm like looking at the, I'm trying to fix, sort it out. Okay, where's the other engine going to go? Because this isn't going to work. So I'm like, I radioed the other engine. I said, hey, 
I want you guys to go down the back road because there's a back road. Yeah. Come down the back road and hit it and grab the other hydrant on the other side because we're about to block the highway with our hoses, with everything we're about to pull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're about to block the highway. You guys are not going to get through unless we laid like 20 lengths of hose out. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been yeah. a gong show. So it was just easier for our, because uh, we knew the access road there was open. So that was another quick, like, because I don't know, were you guys out of the hall when I called down? We were, yeah, we were just, uh, leaving the apron so it was a, huh. a pretty hard left yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the other problem we find when we get these fires that close to the hall is those columns like when you're trying to get that initial size up and columns out to that second truck mm-hmm. for you know what you may want and if they're already left and they miss those turns it sucks yeah. it's because it's so, yeah. it happens so fast well the guys roll fast yeah in our decentralized command model too because like technically that should have been the chief's call but because yeah. i'm like I could see the problem that's about to happen. I'm like, well, shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to be a problem. Solve it. Yeah. Yep. They're trying to, you know, the chief's still trying to figure out, like, doing a 360, all this stuff. Yeah, do the size of And then mm-hmm. Rob Duty Officer's still doing a bunch of stuff. So I'm like, I'm like, we're about to have a problem here. So I, I just radioed the truck. I'm like, hey, guys, don't come down this road. Go the other way. Yeah. And switch it quick. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that's that's pretty much exactly what happened to, to ours, which yeah. I'll talk about later. Yeah. Nice. So, we're, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was joking later because, you know, we hit the fire quick like like we had two and a half an inch and a half then you guys had, we two, had two two and a half two inch and a half going yeah hydrant water just dumped on it just boom out like i'd say like 15 minutes of firefighting maybe yeah and from fully and even basically was, half the structure was fully involved the other half was mm-hmm. hit it really hard knocked it down and then i'm like i don't know why this started and I still don't know what's in there. So I'm like, hey, guys, uh, yeah, one of the guys had a chainsaw. One of the guys brought a chainsaw over. I, you know, we, we were setting up written stuff. We weren't sure if we were going in because it was kind of like, yeah, do we need to go in? It's an old food stand. Chainsaw the wall, open up a nice access hole, send a couple guys in. They found a bed in the back. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was weird because it was in like, um, like a cold like storage. Like an old cold, cold storage. So a cold storage room. <laughs> so, so straight out of nightmares. Oh, yeah. So crazy <laughs> insulated. One of those big doors you have to hit to like, yeah, push on it opens. Yeah. And there was a bed in there. <laughs> Graffiti everywhere. It was a weird it was a weird room. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so we send the guys went in, they did a quick search. But we were saying later, because the door was closed, um, no like like once we opened it, it was, oh, again, yes. like perfect. Like no smoke damage, nothing in there. Yeah. And if we would have kind of just did a surrounded around, just let that thing like, we wouldn't have attacked it so hard, that place would have been totally gone. Mm-hmm. Which might not have been the worst thing, but if there's somebody in there. They yeah. would have been totally viable from what we what we the yeah. work we did, so that, that was a that was a win on my like on not my on, on our end because yeah. I'm like to me that feels like even though it's a derelict fruit stand, if there's somebody in there that would be a good hard yeah. push. And, and that's know. and that's just it. We we have to during at some point during that 360 or or as we transition into the fire phase, we have to check those other rooms, yeah. see okay what else is in here, what type of structure. And see if we need to be doing a search for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on calls like that, well, on every call, but on those kind of calls, we had another mobile home structure fire a couple weeks back now, and kind of the same same deals. You get these comments, um, and I know the guys don't mean anything by it, but they say like, "Oh man, like if, if I, we maybe shouldn't have been so so fast, right?" Because now what's left is, is an eyesore. Is an eyesore. Mm-hmm. So. A quarter of the structure is gone, but there's a wall, and then yeah. the rest of it 
is a little bit charred, and then by the other side is mint. So it's going to be sitting there for however long. Yeah. And so that mobile home, where it was, they're like, this thing will probably live here forever. Like, it's just yeah. never going to go, right? And this this other one, this other fruit stand is like literally right when you drive into town. It's yeah. like the first thing you see when you're wearing it's it. Like, it's like, burned down fruit stand. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, because it's in the town's area, mm-hmm. it'll probably be torn down pretty quick. Yeah. yeah it'll put some pressure on the homeowner to tear yeah. down after the investigation with the insurance company for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it'll be pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But coming back to that viable search, that's why I don't care what it is. And like, and they get it too, right? Yeah. They're like, yeah, like, this is crazy. There were beds and couches and whatever else um, because they were using it as that uh, shelter for the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then some potential squatters were in there as well. So yeah. who knows what, you know, what you can find. You have to, you know, fall back on that training, go in there hard, get it done. And if there's an eyesore, there's an eyesore. But you're still yeah. taking the victory of it. Um, two-thirds of that structure were were uh, left standing, and a third yeah. of it was completely survivable. And it, it, you know, it also looks into the whole, you know, if it's insured or not, you know, fire investigation, yeah. we want to see what the cause mm-hmm. was, the origin, mm-hmm. you know, is it an arson fire, is it just a, an accidental fire? Um, and then, for insurance purposes, of course, they want to see, what, you know, what's left. Like, they, they're going to look at that, that whole phase of the fire yeah. and uh, decide... For payouts stuff like that so if they mm-hmm. show up to just a foundation right. it's, it's a lot. maybe it's easier but maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe not yeah. mm-hmm. you know sometimes i think like even that fire is thinking like there's a lot of departments in bc right now with this with the playbook mm-hmm. we've talked about the playbook thing before um for those people that are from not not bc <laughs> so i don't think anyone else uses the playbook no and it's about to get his name change i don't know if you heard that oh no yeah it's gonna be the minimum Firefighter requirement standard of British Columbia, if I'm remembering that correctly. So it's 1001. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, basically, it, it is. We, there's a thing, there's a playbook that they've developed, and there's basically three, sec, three, yeah, three sections to it. So, one is exterior only, one's interior, so you fight exterior and go interior, and then one is full service, which is like, you know, it's like hazmat and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, we do interior. Um, I mean, we probably do mostly for almost full service, but we don't. You know, we don't really touch the hazmat stuff. We we do some, but um, we do interior, and that's where we've always said we're going to sit. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of departments, um, for whatever reason, their local area, their local authority having jurisdiction, has said, no, nah, no, uh, we're just going to do exterior because it's it's mm-hmm. easier to train everybody because mm-hmm. um, there's kind of ways you can get around it. So what we've done is. Um, we train in house. Um, we have certified instructors. We follow their. We follow the standards. We catalog it. We document everything. Yeah. And we've been told, yeah, that's all you need. Other agencies have went, no, we need you guys to do anything. You guys need to um, go to a third party university, get trained, yeah. training um, division, of some which sort, yeah. takes a long time and costs a lot of money. So some of the smaller departments are like, okay, well, we can only afford exterior only, especially with retention. Yeah, retention because mm-hmm. now if guys are leaving, yeah. you have to start retraining them all again. So it takes a long time and a lot of money. So the, a lot of these departments are exterior only, and by exterior only, Todd, you were t- you were actually I think you read it recently because you and I were having a discussion about was it you then mm-hmm. about the um, um, ideology environment. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, me, sure. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about that. Uh, even though you're an exterior department only, if you were, um, at some point you still have to go interior to put that fire up. So the purpose of that is 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 um, that IDLH environment, right? So that's only if you are um, going to be going interior, then now that is an IDLH environment. So you still may be able to go into that structure. It's not right. saying like, and that's the thing with the playbook came out. It was the this whole black and white. Yeah. You're either interior, exterior, full service. So people yeah. are like, oh, well, well, it looks like we're only uh, exterior. Yeah. So they just hit it hard from the yard and, and did nothing. It's like, right. well, you know what? There's a lot more gray areas than that. Yeah. You have the training SCBAs. You have RIT training. You have everything else in, in mm-hmm. the exterior. Exterior is not RIT. First of all, not right, but yeah, but you you need to you still you st- still know how to yeah you know how to put your SCB on you know how to right. run uh, yeah you know how to do hoses. I don't. Is there a search in there? I don't think there is a search in exterior. I can't remember. I mean, we no, there isn't. No, there's no but search. E- but even no, though, t- take that right out of it. Like yeah. you're not going in for victims and stuff, but yeah. you know you still need to go in. And if you can knock something down quickly and safely, you know you just solve solve the problem. <laughs> yeah, and and you don't you're not necessarily going into that fire room. Yeah. You might be around the corner, down the hall. So it might not be an ideal environment yet. Um, once it becomes one, then you have to back out, sure. Yeah. Or once you, you suppress it in a transitional attack, you know, now, hey, look, it's knocked down. It's not IDLH anymore. Now I need to actually go in that 20 feet and give a little stir and poke yeah. some walls or ceiling down, and, and then it's done. Right. But at some point, you're going to have to, or there's no point. Yeah. Right. You're going to be standing there waiting for the whole thing to burn down the ground. Yeah. So my big, my big problem always is with the playbook is... You got all these departments that aren't training interior at all, or they very rare, like kind of just what you're saying is, mm-hmm. is going a little bit. But now there's like this this fire. Mm-hmm. It's it's a yeah it's a derelict fruit stand. Would we just could we have just hit it from the exterior and went eh? And eventually after it was mm-hmm. all knocked down, which is basically I mean we we held for a while and then finally cut a hole made entry. Um, if we knew it was a house with somebody inside, we would have made entry a lot sooner. Yeah, but we still cut it. Mid entry, it was still it was still definitely an IDLH environment when we went in because there was still pretty heavy smoke in there. Guys went in and checked. So my worry always is is with these exterior only departments. They're 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 looking at it going. First of all, they haven't trained to go in. Yeah, like they don't train in practices to go in. Uh, they don't do live burns, so they're like, you know, it's all to me. It's almost more dangerous because someone's gonna is, one day yeah. say, "Hey, there's a there's a kid in there. Go and go and rescue that kid." And they're gonna be like, "Okay," and they're gonna go in. Yeah. And they've they've done zero training, yeah. and it freaks the crap out of me. Because like, they, they there needs to be a give and take for these volunteer departments. Um, because, they can't afford this stuff. Absolutely, because you're gonna you're gonna get that gut check moment, right? Where it's like, okay, we've trained as an exterior only, and like you said, okay, now maybe the fire is in another part of the part of the structure, but there's still a lot of smoke in this room, and you hear somebody in there, or yeah. you're told, yes, there's somebody in there. Yeah. Now what? Yeah, guess mm-hmm. what? Ninety nine percent of us are going to be like, "I'm going in." I'm going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm going for it. And it's easy enough, like, because basically all the playbook is is just following the basically the NFPA standards, yeah. which we know and we always joke like they're not that high. They're not that high of a bar to jump. The challenge is these third party universities. They they make it sound like getting that sticker on you, that certificate with a pro board sticker or stamp, whatever the hell it is, is like. Oh, yeah it's your thing man like that's that's the deal once you got that you're Mm -hmm. good it's like well no like you could train that way without having to do all this other stuff and you know give us a list of standards which is basically what we have give us a list of standards we're going to follow it 
and we're going to train it how we want how we want to train it. We're going to train it super effective. We're going to train it all the time. Mm-hmm. And we always have these standards in our head. And you're going to document it. We're going to document it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it comes down to, too. As long as if you can show the documentation mm-hmm. that you kept up to those standards, yeah. that's exactly what the end goal is. Well, right. Whether it's 1001 uh, department or playbook department, it shares the same same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people put like so much investment and time, like just we're focusing on ten one. It's like there's just so much more to firefighting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you you spend so much time there, mm. and then realize that like once you hit the ground running, there's so much real world knowledge mm-hmm. that doesn't sort of cross over, right? Like there's there's so many things. Yes, okay, I understand. I've got the fundamentals in in my mind of how I want to do this. But until you get that real world um, and starting you're, point, you're yeah. watching this structure roll, and oh shit, like I've actually never really been in this situation before. What do I do? And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's all too common. And then yeah. they kind of, you know, we always say like you default to your training, but if your training is book smart yeah. and a gas and smoke machine. J.I. style, I yeah. mean, that's not, it's awesome for training. It's great because mm-hmm. you can, you know, roll through teams after teams after teams, but you need to get that, like, legit live fire training. Yeah, I was um, like the uh, the pitchers in the fire manuals, which, you know, of course, is true, but they, they have the guys, you know, doing the search and everything's perfect. Their gear is perfect. They're, like, super clean gear. Everything's yeah. great. You can see them going in the hallway doing a, doing a search. It's like, if, you can, if I can see you going in the hallway, why are you doing that kind of search? <laughs> just <laughs> just stand up and look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, in reality, what it would be is like, here's a picture of nothing, like of just a black blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but see, and that's, and that's the thing, like you were saying, Ash, like it's, it's the fundamentals, right? It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's building you, your base. Yeah, yeah, you need that base. Right. You build it. And then when you go, actually go into the live fire training yeah. building and you start doing that stuff, that's when you break that myth. And that's yeah. when you hammer the guys. I think we talked about the last time after our live fire. Yeah. That's when you talk about, okay, do you need to go in there and crawl around doing a left-handed search? Mm-hmm. No. I can see wall to wall because yeah. of the glow of the fire in that far, yeah. in that, in that yeah. room. Guess what? Hey, this room's clear. Moving on to the next. Done, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, but that, that's how, how we learn. Yeah. But I think, like you said, talking about the playbook stuff is... I, I don't know. I wish BC... I wish we would... We'd, Figure something out for these smaller departments, some sort of a, a funding or like, it needs something. Because like you said, that's my yeah. biggest fear too. Is like you're going to get one of these adjacent departments that's next year only. And now either um, somebody who could have been saved in a fairly easy and safe grab is going to die or a firefighter is going to die mm-hmm. because they didn't know what to do. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, I think some don't see the fact you could just do internal like we do. Because I know I've brought this up to other departments. So you guys could just, you know, you guys just train internal. They're like, again? I'm like, yeah. It says that. There's like a caveat in there. The caveat's like you can train internally as long as you have instruct fire level or level one or two fire instructors and a couple other things. So that's in there. It says we. it's not, a, it's advisable to use a third party. Yeah. So unfortunately, as soon as you say that, you get these people who are making money. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we're the best. Use us. Hey, use us. Yeah, no, that's dangerous. Just have an inter- you can't just train like you can't just have a knowledgeable twenty-five year vet 
teaching this stuff. What are you talking yeah. about? We got these fire instructors that went to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in a nice, nice classroom. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give us 10 grand a student. <laughs> I don't know. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, got to- we got totally those guys, are we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we got totally off topic there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. It was a good fire. <laughs> we knocked it down quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The joke was because uh, we. Oh, ne- wow, there we go. Bring it back. Back on track. I think you started to talk about the joke. <laughs> yeah, the joke was like we had so much water so fast that this thing's out. And uh, our truck, uh, our uh, engine, like our driver was like, it was Dennis. Dennis loves like, he loves when we're in a rural area and he's got to like. Um, prime pumps and draft and figure out how to pack into this place because it's nuts because it's like there's like trees different over here and different lines. Yeah, we're yeah. like sitting yeah. sideways and oh, why is the truck? Oh, he, like he's actually thinking, working. Yeah, I walk up and I'm like, everything all good? He's like, yeah, it's really boring. He goes, gave me a hydrant water. He goes, we're running off hydrant. I'm, he's like, I'm just sitting here now looking because <laughs> I'm just watching you guys work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is boring. I said, welcome to city work. <laughs> I'm like, this city firefighter stuff so easy. Because <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had a, oh, yeah. a, a, a structure fire in town where we actually have hydrants. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Especially two hydrants. Yeah. With like all the pressure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like we've got some elevation change in, in town. So some of our hydrant pressure isn't, it's, they're not equal. Yeah. So we had really good pressure. Um, a real short lay. Yeah. I mean, five lengths, if we would have done it straight, it was probably four. Yeah. But like, we, yeah. we were, you know, nice and smooth corners and blah, 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 blah. Um, it was, yeah, it was so basic. It was same, same thing. Like, and the, you know, and then our staging is so nice because we're on a, we're on a main street. So it's like, we, just laid, our, we laid our tarp out. We had stuff. Yeah. We're cleaning up the hose and like we don't have to take your hose back to go get washed because we're not in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like like dragging it through like cow crap and <laughs> whatever else out in, the, out in the rural area. Yeah. Yeah. Like cactus stuck to things. <laughs> we're like on a nice highway. We're like, oh, this is nice. We just roll our hose. <laughs> Everyone's out of like chill. A little yeah, traffic control set up. Yeah, Tim Hortons next door. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Power's out. Yeah, there that was it. the most Canadian fire ever. Like halfway through, anyone want a quick double double? <laughs> Saw, saw the old power come come back on. Like, oh, I could probably go for a fritter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tractor tire, honey cooler. Yeah, right? <laughs> but people are um, like, what the hell are those idiots talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a Canadian thing? A honey cooler? Yeah. Oh. I don't think so. I don't They're know. sweet. Like, a double double is definitely Canadian. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Two cream, two sugar. Yeah. Double. Double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely had the. Uh, I'd say the more fun side like there's there's more action um yeah there's more just it wasn't just putting water on a fire it was more yeah. like technical like uh we're gonna breach this door we're gonna just cut a hole in that mm-hmm. just out of that wall there yeah well when we got on scene first thing rob said to me as i was approaching was um there's a gas line yeah i heard that on, already, yeah. on our side you're like okay sweet and then we the fire side is where the power was coming through and the mast was and all that. So that was on our side. So we were very, like where you guys were going aggressive, our side of the fire was already lost. So okay. all we were doing was exposure and then extinguishment once like on our side and let you guys do the work on your guys' side. So we were, we were basically there to make sure nothing got worse <laughs> yeah. on our on, on our end of it. Because there was, yeah, there was trees like 
directly behind the structure. There was there was like motorbikes and other such yeah. like debris everywhere. So power lines were going um, off. Pa- yeah, power lines mm-hmm. were happening. So uh, we we were def- definitely defensive because um, there wasn't anything to do on our side. There was there was a good interior wall which was as close to a fire break as we we could get, um, and it wasn't really spreading like it was. I think it flashed over on the inside because oh, everything was everything was rocking, but uh, um, it was only charred. So and then again that cold storage bedroom weird area was closed, so it was completely viable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like everything was done on our side. Um, it was pretty wind driven though. It was yeah, it was. Really you guys had to, you guys had to crap and stick on that one. Yeah, I think your pump operator had to go put a mask or put a CBA on because yeah, it, it wasn't like that when you got there and then it shifted. Yeah, yeah, just as I was deploying the line, I was walking through. And I'm like, ah, oh, this looks great, and now I can't see, and I was like a ways away, and he was all just rolling at us. And I'm like, oh, I feel bad for Jay. <laughs> and then yeah, later on I come back, I'm like, why are you in a pack? Oh yeah. Because it's rolling at you. <laughs> and who knows what was in there again, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be very, very safety-minded when it comes to to all, all that smoke rolling at you. Generally, the guy will just throw on his RZ mask if you're going to be far enough away and get like, a little yeah. wisp, wisp of smoke. But, like, it was, he was in blackout. It was rolling right at the truck. Yeah. And it should be long distance. Like, it wasn't like hot rolling. The yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, yeah like rolling the truck on fire. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah I wouldn't yeah. want to breathe it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he, he went and put on mm-hmm. his SCBA. And perfect. that's the thing, like we all know how this, the wind shifts so much when you're on a fire scene like that. Like mm-hmm. usually when it hits you in, as a pump operator, it's like, ah, you, you can step aside of the panel for a little bit and then it usually moves. But when it doesn't, now it's like, okay, plan B, what am I doing? Do yeah. I need to like disconnect and move the truck, which nobody wants to do because yeah. it's a nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it worked out really well. And again, like mop-up was so awesome. So we broke, like we were the second truck there halfway through. Um, I was actually in the backseat. I wasn't truck officer. Um, it was the deputy chief was the truck officer. And kind of half halfway through, I walk over to the guys and I'm like, hey, um, let's wrap up this one line. Let's keep our other one there just for, uh, you know, safety line, protection line. Walk over, talk to Brian. I'm like, hey, we're going to wrap this one line up. Um, once that one's wrapped up, we'll get the report from your guys' side and then we'll wrap up the rest of it and get that truck back in service. Cause at this point we got two of our engines, our only two engines are like tied up. It's not like we could yeah. drop and go quickly because we had some of our host bed was down. Both of our pre-connects were down. It would have been a pain to, right. to, to do a hot drop and go. Right. So, um, he's like, yeah. And like within seconds, we were kind of chatting a bit there. And it's like, okay, yeah, let's wrap everything up, and then we'll just help you guys for the last little bit. And even like by the time that we wrapped everything up, you guys had everything but one line. Yeah, we wrapping everything. But it as well, so yeah. it was so nice coming back to that. You got clean surfaces, full um, trucks. Clean, yeah, <laughs> trucks were full of water. Everything's full oh of yeah, water. like everything yeah. was top top right up. We were yeah, it was awesome. And it was still it was a, a lengthy a lengthy call as they always are, but like within fifteen minutes we were yeah. in mop up you know stage and. Um, yeah, like I said, yeah, this our is truck work. was already the city yeah. work signed me up for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. But like we had, so two engines arrived on scene. Um, command, duty officer. Uh, we ended up getting our rescue truck, 
um, which yeah. our rescue truck generally goes into um, RIP, yeah. which is great because they've all got SVA and so they they roll up. And I think even our bush truck, and that's how Grant got got there. I think was, no, was, was what is he on rescue? Yeah, one of our guys. He always ends up in a he like roll rolls in a pack. <laughs> And he and lives a far out of town. He's, he's, way town. Out he's of way town. down, and he always somehow shows up. I'm like, how do you get here with a pack on, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, he goes, I know where they're hiding. Because <laughs> there's, you know, on each truck, there's like spare packs. And some guys, the guys forget where they are. Mm-hmm. And they, so, you know, not saying they're not working, but they're doing other stuff that, you know, not pack related. And Grant always managed to get one on, and he's, mm-hmm. and he's always <laughs> getting in there, <laughs> so, which yeah. is awesome. He's always inside pulling roof and <laughs> pulling ceiling. And, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, on to the next one then, because that was uh, that was just the first start of that rotation, and then you guys literally went, Thursday night, <laughs> and you went into a call at your training grounds. Yeah, so that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have been stockpiling cars for a auto electrification course coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like so, we've been stockpiling some cars for AutoX, and then we've had a bunch of cars we've used for AutoX, including yeah. the one, the big pileup uh, scenario we did scenario, a couple yeah. weeks ago. So that is all now we've had, we kind of laid them all. Um, like so ready we, for pickup. Yeah, we divided them up. So we got the ones that we've already chopped. Yeah. Um, one corner and then the ones that are ready for this course coming up on the other corner. Um, pretty big area. Unfortunately, we've been having some problems lately with a group of people or one person breaking into our training ground. And our, you know, our training ground is out of the way. That's why it's a training ground because mm-hmm. it was not out of the way. I mean, we are actually pretty close to town. Yeah. For what we do down there. Yeah. But it's still out of the way enough. No lights. Like we're kind of in a little bit of a gully, not gully. Like, mm-hmm. like we're, we're in a lower, lower, lower area, so no one can really see it from town. Like parts yeah. of it from town. Because um, we have, you know, obviously old cars. It's kind of a junkyard down there. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. Um, yep. Yeah, we've been having some issues lately. We have a feeling we know where it's coming from, but we're not gonna say. <laughs> so Friday, what is it like? Lunch. Mm-hmm? Yeah, Lunch. like like right around noon. Yeah. Um, Rob, duty officer, driving driving to lunch from his work. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I look over and he's like, there's a big black cloud of smoke. Like a big black cloud of smoke coming from the training ground. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm suspecting it didn't get called in right away because people probably looked over and went, oh, the freaking firefighters. Training ground, yeah. Because firefighters yeah. are creating. Oh, look at all that smoke those guys are creating. Because <laughs> we usually, we don't do, like, when we're doing a car burn or even live burns, we're usually doing that at night when it's, mm-hmm. you know, when it's dark. And we're not trying to like light up the world, so everyone's like, "Oh, look at over there." Um, or and we'll also make a call to the dispatch just in case. Mm-hmm. But I think we've been there for so long now; people are just like kind of when they see smoke over there, yeah. kind of like whatever. Mm. But this was cooking. Yeah. <laughs> so how many cars did they have in the Uh We had a row of five cars, including a motorhome. Uh, was rocking when we got on scene (laughs) yeah because we have we also keep some some old uh demo demo field down there yeah Mm -hmm. like burn pans and stuff so yeah we found that they had taken one of those dumped it out put it all over the cars oh really oh they were really trying to get everything oh it was going (laughs) yeah it was like 50 gallon drum was pretty much empty so there was some accelerant you know again i you know i'm at home Look at my phone. My radio's in the car, so I didn't, didn't hear the call. But I look at my phone. I'm like, "Oh, car fire!" I'm like, doo, doo. go to my, go to my house and look. I'm like, 
what the? Because, <laughs> again, I'm elevated, so I look Huge at downtown, plume of black this smoke. massive plume. I'm like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. So I grab my radio, and just right away, as soon as I turn the radio on, I can tell where it is just based on the calmness of everyone's voice and the fact that Rob's like, yeah, looks like there's five cars burning now, and he just is not amused. And I'm like, okay, where it is, like, cause I can, I can vaguely see, like, I can, okay, it's in that direction. Yeah. Rob's not overly like, oh yeah. crap! There's like, you know, it's like not like a parking lot of the malls on fire. He, yeah, yeah, because that's what it could have been. Yeah. And uh, I was like, and then as soon as he starts saying, yeah, there's five cars, he's like, yeah, and then uh, the engine leaves, and these guys are super like, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're leaving the hall. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, it's a training ground. <laughs> And we had just talked about this the night before, how these people have been going in there, vandalizing the vehicles, yeah. and you know, sneaking around. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the night before, you guys had a bunch of vehicles vandalized down there, right? Yeah. It was a couple of days prior. Okay. I noticed it on... So, yeah, I noticed it on Wednesday day I was down there. And we were um, down there just the day picking up that thing for the demo. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so we happened to be down there. Uh we didn't Wednesday notice it that day. Yeah, 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 that's right. So we get ourselves on scene. Uh, first, first truck there, and there was actually only four of us in there, so we left pretty quick. Huh. And uh, I mean, again, knowing where it is, what it is, like it couldn't be any more safe. It's just again such a nuisance. So, not to say you know you don't have to be as safe because like you still have to be aware of what yeah. could be burning. But uh, we get ourselves on scene by dispatch. Da, 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 we're on scene. And it's funny, actually. Rob posted. So there's a dash camera on the officer truck. So he hit record and then his wife grabbed it because he actually just picked up his wife for lunch. And they're coming back uptown. And it's like, Jesus, where's all that smoke? So he had it up and sure as hell, he noticed this. But uh, so he hit record as he got out, just uh, grabbed some, some yeah. footage or whatever, right? So she ended up grabbing it and actually like kind of touring around the scene with it. And uh, I make a comment. I'm like, we could give zero fucks <laughs> on, on this scene. Like I get out and I'm like, ah, dispatch, this is what's happening. I tell the guys in the back, I'm like, all right, you grab the one line, you grab the other one, <laughs> you start over there, <laughs> you start over there, let me know when the fire's out. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean... What are you going to do, it's right? It's not going anywhere. It's yeah, like, we're not going to be the whole, anywhere. like, let's There's, approach. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's just... probably no fuel in the vehicles anymore. Like, maybe, yeah. yeah, I don't think there would be. Um, no. There might be the odd one that might have some stuff in it, but mm. basically it's just... It's all burnt out crap yeah. with fuel that they put on there. I think there was two cars that had part of the interior left from AutoX, but they've all been prepped for crush. Yeah. So, like, there's there's nothing, there's no major... Total um, nuisance fire. Yeah, it's yeah. completely nuisance, um, and it's on dirt. So, like, yeah. exposures are zero. Yeah. Um, so, it's not like we're going to do the classic. And we know where know, everything is. Like, we know, yeah. okay, there's, like, we know where our, any, where our yeah. fuel is. Like, we don't have to do a 360 because we know what's over there. So, we're like, nah. yeah. So, yeah, Literally the guys, the the guys just push, pushed in. Um, once it was knocked down within minutes, then it's the pain in the ass of, you know, mop up on all these cars. Mm. But, uh, yeah, cops come. We ended up showing them kind of where we could see some... Um, entrance points yeah. in our perimeter fencing. Yeah. Uh, but again, yeah, just, yeah, right in the middle of the day. And of course, like, I get back to work yeah. and one of my outside salesmen's like, oh, guess you guys didn't put that out last night. I'm like, yeah, I went that. F that. 
We haven't burned there for weeks. Yeah. So everybody, yeah, that's it. People are like, oh, this guy's like, they, they, they had a rekindle, right? And we're like, no, that's not what we had at all. Yeah. Jeez. So luckily there was a, a news source, a local news source that. Oh, he's, yeah. like, he's on it. <laughs> he's at the record straight. Actually, the other news source, um, I ran into him on the way out because he walked in. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. pictures. And, uh, I was I was just grabbing the hydrant for the tenders because yeah. I wasn't sure much water because it was five cars. I'm like, yeah, it's a fair amount of water. So I grabbed the I grabbed the hydrant. Mm-hmm. I just grabbed the bush truck, grabbed the hydrant. Yeah. And then while he's walking out, he's like, well, hey, I'm like, hey, he's like, so what do you think? I'm like, yeah. So I kind of told him the rundown of what's been happening lately. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and I said, yeah. And it's like, like we weren't doing anything down there lately. Like we haven't been there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, we've been we, we two weeks the arena, yeah, so since the scenario, like, at least. I'm like, there's really no reason for that to start other than somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. that made it in the news right away that it was like mm-hmm. very suspicious. Definitely, yeah, suspicious, Arson. <laughs> yeah. Man. So, yeah, not a lot of exciting tactics there, but... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate because it, yeah, now it's like, I'm thinking of all the stuff we have down there, like the cool little props we built and all these things. Yeah. I'm like, okay, when's that going to get destroyed now? Because mm-hmm. like our search buildings, search rooms, yeah. Our search buildings will go up. Um, oh, yeah. You know, well, and they, they got some pretty sweet little, you know, we got a little, like our, our actual search building, that one yeah. that was mm-hmm. multi levels. And yeah, our yeah, VIS building is full of gear right now. Yeah. Like our, so our VIS building, um, Jay, one of our officers, he put a bunch of like, like he's packed it, so it's almost like a hoarder house. So it makes it harder for us to search in there, which is cool. But as we know, a hoarder house—I mean, it's in a sea can. So if it catches fire, it's just going to burn. But it's going to burn yeah. out all of our stuff, yeah. and it's going to probably get extended the other sea cans that are there and burn out all that stuff. Well, it affects okay. the training. It's budgeting oh, yeah. time from everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And now we got to think: like, all right, are we going to get a call in there again? Like. Well, I actually, I went there before I came here. I was like, so A, I knew we were getting some more cars. They were prepping them uh, this weekend. So I thought maybe they had started to haul them up. I'm like, ah, I better go have a look. Mm. Uh, So I just did a quick drive drive through, make sure everything looked uh, kosher. But I didn't really see any major, like anything out of of place or anything. But But that's on your mind now. You know what's sweeping on the fire department? On a Friday night, you can uh, go grab the old thermal camera off one of the trucks and sneak down to the training ground and post yourself <laughs> up on top of a burn building and scan with a thermal camera. <laughs> yeah, I put the old uh, the old shroud over my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sat on the burn building and scanned the area for about a half an hour. Ready to attack. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bed and he's texting me, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I'll try to stay awake for this. Cause and then what I'm up there. do if it's like five questionable individuals? Why oh, I have my radio on me. Oh, perfect. So my radio call was going to be like, any available member, member attend the training ground immediately. Nice. <laughs> and, was be, and I'll call the police. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was up on top with it. I had the, the thing I was wearing when we were hunting. I had that over my head. Oh, yeah. So, because yeah. I'm like, okay, this, this friggin', uh, this thing is going to light yeah, my face up like a Christmas tree. So I flipped that over my head. I was like, like this is kind of awesome. Like, it's cool having, like, technology <laughs> to, like, scan for people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Nothing happened. <laughs> Speaking of, it's good to be a firefighter. So after, um, it was last night. We had a. Well, we'll go to that in a minute. But we had a car fire, grass fire. Everybody goes goes home. It was like what time did we get out of here? It was it was getting pretty late. Yeah, it was like, probably like ten thirty. 
Oh, they can later than that. They can later than that. Yeah. So it was, oh, it was we were a little later because our car wouldn't go out. <laughs> right. So a, a few of us. Yeah. So we'll talk talk about that. But I just got myself back back home, and uh, I was like, ah, like I'm still pretty jacked up. Like I don't. It takes me a bit to unwind once yeah. I come off a call, right? So I was just getting myself, you know, relaxing on the couch, and uh, my my phone goes off, and it was actually one of my ex employees. Uh, wanting to get a hold of a current employee because uh, she's got family members that works at uh, Chevron. And he's like, man, I've been here for probably 20 minutes just laying on the buzzer. I'm looking inside and two of the, um, like the freezer doors, the big glass glass doors are like wide open. The man door going like into the back of the, the store is wide open and no one's coming. Wow. And they they closed in 30 minutes. So like they close it. Yeah. So it was 1130 at that point. So it, they close at midnight and uh, it was 1130. He's like, man, like I'd like to get a hold of this person, see if it's uh, her son that's working yeah. there at this point or whatever. He says, and the old, uh, the old sea rat would be pretty sweet. Or <laughs> oh, I had the sea rat with me. And he did anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was like, well, like it seems sketchy. Like I'll come and give you a hand so you're not hanging out at midnight alone trying to figure something out. So I was on my way back up and everything turned out to be fine. The guy popped his head out of the back and he was like, oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. But like, <laughs> It's a good buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the buzzer isn't working. I don't know. So he, he ended up buying his things and leaving. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, maybe grab some of the tools. So I was going to rip down, grab, grab the sea rag, grab our, uh, modus, um, path, passive entry. Modus. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, see if we can break into this building. <laughs> he's like, ah, like, I don't know what it is. He was, he was pretty sure it was her son that was working. He's like, eh. so he was on with the non-emergency line as this is all happening. So it's not like we're yeah. just gonna break in. Yeah, you know, he's like, it's not really a nine-one-one call, but maybe it's a. But he's like, I don't know, like maybe maybe he fell. Like, I don't know what the deal is. So was, I'm gonna call the non-emergency line, and they'll like patch me through anyway. Yeah. Uh, so he was on the phone as this was all happening, like on speaker, and then texting me. So I'm like, well, if we can get up there a bit earlier and make a difference, or mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. I was awake. So I was just getting cozy, and then yeah, this comes in. So now I'm all jacked up again. I'm like, hell yeah, solving crime. <laughs> solving crime. <laughs> oh, that's what we do now. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Okay. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, car fire, grass fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys. Well, you guys almost had that? to come in with us. I know. I was all excited. I'm duty officer. Tones drop for mutual aid and uh, grass fire, <laughs> car fire. And all I heard was a grass fire and car fire mutual aid. I was like, holy shit. I got arson's going off. There's multiple fires going yeah, on. You know about our, yeah, you know about our, <laughs> yeah, you know about our training ground fires. So. so I was like, woo, here we go. Something, something's going down. Mm. And then all I hear is your chief like, ah, uh, yeah, you can account to them. Uh, they can do it. Just stand by at their hall for now. We're almost got a grass fire. It's like, oh, piss. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so it, was very, it was a very weird uh, page out because on the I'm responding, comes through as a grass fire. And it actually came in as a weird address. I'm like, because sometimes I'm responding gets pushed. Um, like we'll get a, we'll get a dispatch from like up in Kelowna <laughs> down right. here. Yeah, right? we got one of yours yeah. the day. Yeah, well. we got yeah. weird ones. Like sometimes they get pushed through. So I'm like, oh, that's a weird address. I'm like, oh, that definitely is in our town. So I'm like, 
All right. And then, so I'm getting my car. Um, it's a grass fire. I grab my radio again because my, my pager battery died. So I'm like, I, I got to blow everything off radio. So I put mm. the radio on again. I oh, know, actually, my radio's on. And then it comes in as a car fire. Like, a right. pager came in a car fire. So I'm like, what is it? Is it grass fire or is it a car fire? <laughs> <laughs> so not much else. Drive down the hall, get in the truck. Um, and it's windy. And it is. Yeah. And, and yeah. actually, the, so we have a, we have guys uh, on either end of our fire district um, that they're not officers. One guy used to be an officer. One guy was almost an officer with you guys. Um, so they're on either end of the district and we've given them radios because our district is so long that mm-hmm. we're like, okay, um, if these guys can get eyes on it quick, they can give us, and, and they're, you know, they're senior guys, so they know what they're, yeah. they know what they're looking for. So yeah, he comes on the radio right away. He's like, yeah, I'm at my house. I can see, he goes, I can definitely, see, something's going big out there. Yeah. Because I can see the glow. He's like, I'm just driving there right now. So, okay, cool. So we know now. And then again, you know, when you hear the, their uh, dispatch comes over, yeah, multiple reports on this. And you know, as soon as there's multiple reports, it's like, okay, we got something. This is half of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. like more than one or two people start calling it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now we're ripping out there. Again, windy, yeah. dry. We've had like a teaspoon of rain last month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he gets there and he and he's calling. He's like, "Yeah, this is a really big grass fire." And and, and the car like, the car, like yeah, yeah, who cares about the car? But you know, yeah. the car is fully involved. Really big grass. Fire. Like he gave a description, mm-hmm. a few hundred feet by a few hundred feet, but super windy, wind driven. Like, all right. So the reason why he got called is because, again. I'm um, in the first engine driving out there, and I'm listening. Sec- uh, Ash's engine leaves. Yeah, mm. and I'm like waiting. Like I don't hear. I don't hear tenders coming yet. I'm like, or a bush truck. I'm like, oh, <laughs> mm. and you know, not long for us. Probably not long for other departments. But it was like you know, a good minute or two goes by, and I'm like, oh, like, is this gonna be it? I'm like this is not. Yeah, good. Like we were past road nine before <laughs> yeah. the next. So which is a fair distance. Roll, yeah. right? That's so, a fair ways. So I'm like, okay, so get on. Radio, that's the chief. You want me to get those seats? Rolling. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so call you guys. And what it was, was it was burning right up. To, and so it was all these reeds. Yeah. And it burned right up to the edge of this lake and then went out. <laughs> so by the time we show up, it was essentially not as not nearly as big as it was. That's why yeah. you guys get stood down. Um, and those those nighttime grass fires, too, <clears throat> they're they deceiving on size, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so car was definitely going good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the moment I got out there, because it was, you know, it was out again. We're on the edge of a, like a pond, so we had to try to figure out how to get in there um, through through a couple fields, <laughs> like drifting through mud. <laughs> good times. <laughs> um, get out there. Cars. Um, so what was going on? These guys were uh, mud bogging, from what we understand, mm-hmm. and they got stuck, and their engine overheated, and their car caught on fire, and then yeah. which caused the graphic fire. So by the time we get Line stretched out there. Now the gas tank's ruptured. <laughs> like, okay. But unfortunately, it ruptured and they're in like a swamp area. So now it's sitting on water, ruptured on water. And it was like, that was probably the biggest pain in the ass fire, car yeah. fire I've ever dealt with. <laughs> like, we had one, I remember there was one up, uh, up in the mountain over here. It was the middle of winter. And by the time the, the snow all melted and it smelted kind of into like this pond, this puddle. And again, the gas all landed on top of this puddle, and it was like burning. And that one took us a while. This thing, because it's now it's burning, and it's like slowly sinking in the mud. Ah, oh, lovely. <laughs> so it sunk down just far enough that it was still burning under the vehicle, but we couldn't get a nozzle under there. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to ricochet off it. We're trying to do everything under the like. So we just basically called the chief on the radio. 
Because he's like, how's it going over there? Because it's like a car fire. Why is it not out yet? Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> like, he's playing like, in the mud. Hey, what yeah. are you guys doing? Like, how come that thing's not out yet? Kind of like he didn't ask that question, but his yeah, you can tell <laughs> the radio tone like... was like, uh, "How are you guys making it out over there?" I'm like, "Gas tank's ruptured. This is the deal." <laughs> and I'm like, and, I, "And we can't use foam over here because it's like a riparian zone, so you can't yeah. use foam there." So I'm like, "Can't use foam." And he's like. Okay, he goes. You know what? The best thing to do let's let it, let's let it burn because it'll burn off all the fuel. I'm like, ah, that's yeah. actually a good idea because mm-hmm. it's not getting into the water supply or any of that. It's just gonna burn off. So, I'm like, right. <laughs> so there we sat. <laughs> we're all just like sitting there watching it burn. It was the weirdest thing because we're sitting there watching it burn. Every once in a while, we put a tire out because the tire would catch fire. We put that tire out and like, <laughs> let the fuel burn off some more. Tire would catch fire again. Put it out. <laughs> then the tire would blow up. <laughs> One of the tires would cook off. Boom. It was crazy, though. It was awesome to watch because we were... Like, normally, you don't get to examine the car fire. So, yeah, we're watching right. it. So, the tire uh, would cook off. Boom! And then it would actually... the All the air would put on the fire for a second. We're like... The fire go... And boom! Nope. <laughs> so, it reignite. Then the next tire... Boom! Reignite. <laughs> so, we sat there. I don't know how long we were on that thing for. Like, you guys were a good 30 minutes. Oh, on longer, I'd say. Just longer waiting. after we... Oh, after you guys, yeah. So After we left. Yeah, it was like a two-hour yeah. call. Yeah. We had the grass fire knocked down in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, still sinking in the mud. We tried literally everything. We ripped the seat out, um, got the angle grinder, cut the floorboard out of the car so you could get access. Yeah, um, that was like 9.30. Yeah. We were, and yeah. I think we were back 11-ish. I think it was when we yeah. finally got back. Yeah. 11, 11.30. That's about it. Yeah, because it actually worked out very well for us. Um, getting canceled because just... literally just before midnight we had that structure fire. Yeah. I recall, and so my concern was was our manpower, yeah. and thankfully our our deputy. Um, well, we could have come down and helped you guys. Oh, I know. I was thinking <laughs> that. I was thinking that, and thankfully our our deputy um, jumped on the radio and said, "Yeah." So he decided to respond as well because it's his day off, and um, uh, he was still in town. So. You know, full-time, full-time issues. Hold your fire buddy. You never have a day off. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's like it's like oh, any, any other schedule. Like you know, you may be out and about. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So he came as well. So that 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 helped. So I I called him on the radio. Said, hey, FYI, you know, we had pretty low turnout last yeah. last time. Um, so we may have to be calling for mutual aid. And then when we we pulled up again. Windy, wind driven, yeah, um, mm-hmm. fully evolved structure fire, and. Um, yeah, we, we ended up tagging the hydrant um, on our side. So on for us, so when we roll up to the structure fire, our, our first engine arrived just before us. And it's like what well, you guys were talking about with the um, hydrant issue, maybe a reverse lay. Um, same thing happened to us. So they didn't grab the hydrant being first truck in, which we are the opposite of you guys. We try and get our first truck to do it. Yeah. However, with the caveat of, if you know there's another truck very close behind you, you know, depending on the situation, yeah. you're a, we have that discretion to bypass and yeah, yeah, attack, yeah, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so our guys are like, yeah, we're, Captain Parker piped on the radio and said, yeah, grab the hydrant from this, this corner and that corner and advance east up to up to us. We perfect did that. The other boys in the back they heard the uh, engine one arrive on scene, so they're like, oh, good. So we're not taking the hydrant. Like, no, no, no we're we're still grabbing the hydrant. So. They got prepped and ready, and uh, Mike did a great job. He grabbed that uh, the line in the bag and hooked up really fast. As we're advancing the supply line up to the truck, uh, the, that smoke was just so thick. Our engineer there, Chad, there he, he couldn't see 
see where to go, he says to me, he goes, so where am I going? <laughs> Slowly through the smoke, <laughs> aim towards the red flashing lights that you can barely see, <laughs> and just a little bit to the left so you don't run into the truck. <laughs> so we advance. It's like Canadian winter driving. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So pushed through the smoke and, uh, yeah, then hooked everything up and then started hitting it. Our guys did really well. Um, we had about 14 members, actually, so a smaller group than we're used to for a structure fire. Um, but again, with some big water, you know, we started running two and a half right away and uh, we got it knocked down pretty quick and, yeah. and then it was just the long overhaul, you know, yeah, being, yeah, being an older structure and, yeah. and sawdust, things like that. But, yeah. Yeah. But that was definitely the worry was manpower then calling for mutual aid. Seems to be mm-hmm. a theme lately with both our departments, yeah. mutual aid. Which is really good. I mean, I think it's a, a pretty big change. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it was pride or if it was we're assholes. <laughs> well, you're really <laughs> like, <laughs> but now we just want to include other assholes. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I think it is a shift, and it's it, it's really good. Because um, I've never I remember us calling mutual aid as much. And it's, no, and it's, and it's not like we we we're not like like we're not like oh my god we need this or we're gonna lose it. It's no. more like hey, we have what this help. We, this other, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have all this help. Why don't we ask for help? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's the same. I mean, we and we have these mutual aid agreements in place for a reason, mm-hmm. and we get so tied up. And it has happened that yeah. Yeah. a number of months ago, you guys had that structure fire. Boom! Mm-hmm. Another call, yeah. completely opposite end of your district. Yeah, and yeah, so you guys were ripping through down. Thankfully, and, we had yeah. you guys called, and, and we were up there as well. And, and <laughs> our guys were jacked as they're <laughs> driving code three through your district to, <laughs> yeah. to another call. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, it's good good to see that shift that is happening. Um, you know, looking back at the fires when it has happened, there has been some pretty big events though where they've all been called for. Yeah. So it's well, it's, we've been calling know, yeah. more lately just in the fact that like we're you know how far out we are, we're close to you, yeah. so we're like, and for whatever reason, it always happens at your end. Never it happens does, at the yeah. end. At the end of district for the other guys that are doing mutual aid for us, yeah. we never go that way. It's always mm-hmm. you guys. I don't know what the hell's going on down at that. When was the last time when we had the North Department come out? Um, that was quite a while ago. Uh, We've done, like, NBA. No, but, like, I'm talking like about like, actual fire suppression. Yeah. Probably when the Big Mountain was burning. Mountain Pack? Yeah. Five years ago? Yeah. Probably the last time we really needed Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, because it, was, kind of it was the three of us, right? Three departments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, it's just... You know, it's it's like peace of mind because you're like, okay, now we're not going to be strapped because yeah. you're always, you know, we're always straight. You know, even if you had, like, I'm assuming for your 14 guys, even you probably. Were oh yeah, we pitch. were. Yeah, we were. It was the same small group of guys busting their ass. Yeah. Uh, and again, it was like after that, you know, 15 minutes of knockdown, yeah. 30 minutes, and then it's like, okay, now we can start slowing things down and, and yeah. moving some different lines and some overhaul. But then again, depending on the level of overhaul, that's sometimes more work. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, my concern was so we had a little powwow with the um, with the uh, officers afterwards, and we said, "All right, we gotta we gotta start figuring out a truck for availability because yeah. make sure everyone's totally operational and ready." Which it was, mm-hmm. uh, but of course now we sort of robbing all the packs off that, and because of the low manpower, we didn't have that revolving door of, of another truck coming and filling packs, right? Right, right? right. So that was a little bit of a slower slower go, but it worked out worked out well. Yeah, that, that, that was the concern. I, I gave everybody a little pep talk at staging and said, okay, that truck's ready to rock. We get another call, but 
there's only one pack left in it. So if yeah. you're attached to that truck, take your pack with you and make sure your bottle's full. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, actually, we did the other night for our practice, it was we did um, some for, a forestry scenario, which is really r- a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> so we based it on a large fire that had begun. It was an interface fire into an intermix. Um, South of our town up by one of our big subdivisions. Um, so it started out as one hectare. We staggered the approach of the trucks coming for more realism. Yeah. And um, then it quickly progressed. Uh, so we had, we had Captain Parker was the commander. And then we had our, our other two deputies just kind of feeding him the information of the dispatch and kind of roving around as well. Uh, and then we had Darren Hutchinson as well with forestry. And he was he was down working with us. Yeah. Um, so we quickly progressed that into like a one hectare size fire or winds shifting and, and the smoke. And we had to um, direct tr- trucks and traffic and tenders around to one route. And then we had to um, start looking for and patrolling for spot fires up into the subdivisions. So what we did for that was, um, Darren, we started cutting red blocks. Yeah, you told me about that. He's, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, he emailed me about those before, the red block thing. Yeah. Absolutely genius. Yeah. It was, it was great, great simulation. Yeah. Um, because it was, we're really practicing the whole, the whole kind of bump and run, right? So, so we're going patrolling, and you see some spot fires. So, if you flag it down, yeah, you got eight spot fires over here, and it's a literally a little four by four piece of wood painted red, yeah. and he just throws them out randomly through the brush and wherever. And you, with your, our team of three, we had to um, hook up a forestry line, drag the line off, start some hitting it, and when you find a spot fire, you hit it. You know, he'd do a count for about ten seconds. Okay, yeah, it's good. Next. And then you go and patrol and find the next spot fire and, right. and just quickly, quickly do a grid search uh, to find those spots. Yeah. And then once you found everything, then if he was happy, like if you were like kind of lobbing your water or something, he'd let you pump more water because we all know it's not going to be as right? Yeah. So he, re- he really played that well. So that got our water down on, on our tank and then we'd have to call for a, a tender support, mm-hmm. give our locations. Well, all this is going on because we're patrolling spot fires. We still have another crew down at the southern flank working the flank of the fire. And then, as team leaders in the trucks, uh, we're listening to, you know, where our safety zones are. Then we had a secondary safety zone and another weather update and the fire push, fire behavior. So it was, it was really good. And then just practicing that, um, that realism of, of moving urgently, um, loading the hose back up for that next run. So looping it over a, over a ladder or something on the so back. That's, that's, so that's the that's 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 for that, yeah. Yeah, and then you just... That's yeah. structural line or is that forestry line? That was forestry line. So basically we drained... Uh, I think the one time we had hundred feet out, hundred fifty feet out, drain about half, and then you leave water in the rest, and then you loop it um, over the back of it. We just use the the ladder on our truck to yeah, just lower yeah. than yours, um, and yeah, it works great. Then walk up to the next another spot fire, and then when we found a little gully where there's a lot of heavier timber and branches and crap, and then even when we're patrolling around the houses, we look at a house okay, well, where the embers are going to pool, like it's a wind, right? So we all now know how it kind of swirls around and collects in patios and corners of doors and stuff. So a lot of fire smart techniques as well. Uh-huh. Um, then they use hot packs, that, like oh, just, just hand yeah. hot packs. They threw them in the bush, threw them around the house, and we'd grab our tick and go scan and oh, cool. hot packs. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd see, oh, hey, I got a spot fire over here. You know, you guys would come throw some dirt on it or hit it with the line. So just, nice. just a different way of thinking and speed, right? So using mm-hmm. our tools as a structure department in yeah. the spot fires, how we can patrol and search. Right. It was awesome. It was a ton of fun. 
Yeah, because he's uh, the reason why I was talking to him is because he was going to come teach at the seminar when yeah. we have it again. Because he was all we had him all set up for that, I mean, and he was telling me about these red blocks. I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So he's actually going to be teaching us a course coming up. That's uh, right, on a fourth three course. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he he's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Just wanted to bring that up for sure. Hey, have you ever heard of a buzz saw? Um, not not like like a saw like um for um. Um, it's like a, a line of like basically a shoelace or 550, 550 cord and mm. you put a glow stick on the end and it's for like I was listening to a podcast the other day I was a PJ and uh, he says he was so they did a training exercise they were they they were in the water and uh, cooking lit or something that, up in Alaska and their training exercise turned almost fatal because they, they get in the water and it's like I think it was like minus 20 Fahrenheit Ooh. Mm. And they're in this. They're in their dry suits and everything. Mm. Literally a training exercise. They they they're supposed to jump in, and then uh, get hoisted back out by the chopper. Well, a bunch of stuff happened. The chopper ended up putting so much uh, air, salt, uh, water into their uh, like back sprayed onto them that the chopper started getting iced over and started going down. So they had to fly oh, away. <laughs> so these guys, these guys, floating for forty five minutes in the water. But he said, "Yeah." He goes, "I always on my gear. He goes, I always keep this thing we call the buzz saw." And he goes, "It's like the cheapest piece of kit you can get because it's literally a glow stick and." Like five feet of five fifty cord, you know. So he was like, he was like, they were in the ocean floating around, and uh, he started buzz sawing over his head. Oh, twirling it, yeah. And he goes, when you twirl it, it like it lights yeah. up the whole area. And he goes, right. yeah, from a chopper, you can like see it from a mile away. So when he's saying that, I was like, I wonder if we could use that on the like fire ground and stuff like that. Um, right. Just at night, because even last night when, because uh, last night we were trying to call for the tender, and I'm like, hey, I need the tender at the first engine. Well, there's two engines. It's dark. Yeah. And you, so all you see is lights flashing. And I actually jokingly said to Dennis, I said, you know what we need in our new engine? We need a sign that pops up and goes, boom, one. <laughs> like, engine one. There's <laughs> a big sign that comes up. <laughs> and he's like, well, with the new engine, we'll be able to tell because it's to- going to be a totally different engine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I started thinking, well, that buzzsaw thing would be sweet because you could like, hey, look where they where the buzzsaw is going. That's where I need yeah. you to go. Or that's where I need the water. Or that's where I need, you know. I was like, eh. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking on a forestry, ask, like a nighttime forestry, or like yeah, some of our, our pilot friends about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe talk to Miles too with his SAR. Yeah. I mean, for us with forestry, it wouldn't necessarily be work because they don't fly at night, right? Well, they are no. starting well, to, but not yeah, really but night. not in that capacity. It's like yeah. a recognition. They're not. Yeah. There. yeah. 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 Hmm. But um, I was thinking, hmm. interesting. Speaking of, uh, uh, so we actually had a call on Saturday. Um, just to secure an LZ at the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, we were chatting with the pilot while while the medics were uh, prepping for transport, and he's like, "Yeah, we actually just had a call some somewhere else, and it was awesome. We were coming in, and and the guys popped smoke. Oh, really? And I was like, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, and actually, it's super awesome." I'm like, well, who pops smoke? Tell me more. The, the firefighters. Where did they get smoke from? I don't know. So they, he's like, yeah, they went and bought whatever. Cool. So now you we just told to the it. wrong department. Yeah, I, I said that to I said that to Bob. I'm like, Bob, we're spending money. So what the value of it is? He says before we get there, he says we can read a lot. Like everywhere we go, but you can read the smoke. He says it's super valuable for us. I'm like, yeah, we're buying it. So wait, does he want a certain yeah. color? Uh, he did not say. See, was I asking you, or we were talking about this? I think forestry. We were talking about yeah, that, I yeah. I think forestry should have a component of, like, because, um, like, in the military, they have uh, combat air controllers. Mm-hmm. 
So they have they basically they're pilots or they're specially trained guys um, that hang out. They, they they work with the they work with the units and their and their whole job is to call an airstrike. I'm like they should not not saying we have forcer guys on our crew, but we should they should have a course that teaches. Uh, maybe they do. Maybe I just I'm an idiot. I just don't know about it. But I've never have you ever heard of a course where they teach the like they should have a, like a firefighters get trained on how to mm-hmm. call in. Um, like air support, like water, um, bombers, um, choppers. Because we're always like, when we're there, a lot of times we're like, oh, well, the air command takes care of it. Yeah, but sometimes the air command isn't there and there's just choppers flying around and it's mm. such a big area. And we're like, we're, we kind of know now because we've done it enough, but we're kind of making it up at the time because I remember one of our guys is like, hey, I need this water on this tree that's on fire. And the guy's like, every tree's on fire. Yeah. It's a forest fire. Or uh, I know Spencer one time he was given he was trying to give like hey go to your left and the guy's like you mean start or start whatever it is like whatever the term they use and he's yeah. like yeah that do that and he's like my left or yours and just the way they were calling in he's like hey purple chopper because he doesn't call the tail number yeah. <laughs> so it's like all this stuff that I think would be beneficial if they taught us this yeah maybe the pop and smoke thing would be in there too like yeah, they should sure. like teach firefighters especially us uh, that work in these interface zones where we're going to be dealing with forestry yeah and those initial moments i find for for our areas too like uh the bigger fires and when we're in a hot fire season yeah the bird yeah. dog you know usually rocks out really fast yeah and, you know and then the air command they're gonna they're all over it yeah. but uh there's the shoulder season yeah or in a busy season where the bird dog may not be with us and all of a sudden we get a, a yeah. chopper of the bucket that shows up yeah you know pulled off of another fire yeah. you know to assist us um, they're pretty, what's the term? I guess that they're pretty, um, you know, they kind of do their own thing Yeah. Yeah. a lot of the times, but there has been a lot of situations where we mm-hmm. end up calling for a certain area. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly don't know that question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause I remember, uh, when our big fire was started, uh, I posted Warren on top of it. I said, they just camp out on, t- I think it was Warren, uh, camp out on top of the engine, just grab a radio mm-hmm. and just call on choppers. He's like, okay. He's like, how do I call on choppers? I'm like, I'm like, you'll figure it out. Because <laughs> none of us have really been trained on how to do it. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just give really good good instructions. Try to find landmarks that they'll be able to identify and mm-hmm. uh, and there don't waste our don't waste our water or, or their time. There probably is something. There must be. Like, I think so, right? If not, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna actually message the uh, forestry guys tomorrow. That's uh, <laughs> I think that's yeah. probably a Darren or yeah. either question. Yeah, yeah. This guy that I talked to, the pilot. For, for them, he says, now it's not for forestry, but he says they actually do, like, an hour or two online. Um, he says there was a time oh, when they yeah. would come, come right out to you. Yeah. And he says, we'll, we'll do a Zoom yeah. and, like, sit down with a couple of your officers or whatever and go over, like, all of the... says, like, this is easy. Like, it was the hospital. It's yeah, green, yeah. green space everywhere. But we've had the... Uh, the but we've had... Center we, and, yeah. we were talking yeah. about that with him. We're like, you know, there's there's a couple landing areas where... You know, it's not as <clears throat> cut and dry as we yeah. have. You know, setting somebody down on a highway, that's not unheard of. You know, we had some backcountry. So um, he says, yeah, there's a, a lot of things that you might not even think of just because you only get one a year, two a yeah. year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the pop, pop and smoke thing, I thought he was like, yeah, these hillbillies in this other, you know, mm-hmm. department. Because I can make smoke. Like, yeah. I have my smoke powder we made. Exactly. <laughs> but if we're buying the smoke, that'd be awesome. Yeah. He, yeah. he says, yeah, though, I was kind of wait, waiting for the jokes to fly. Like, like what do these guys think they are, right? Yeah, no, it was, like, legit. He's like, yeah, not many of you do it. It's not, like, we don't really talk about it, but it's awesome. 
I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to keep that under lock and key. Every firefighter is stealing it. For their... smoke. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sure. laughs> oh man. Right. Oh man. It's like a routine lift assist and maybe yeah, EHS smoke. there. All right, pop a smoke so they know so they know the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like that uh, in the summer when we did that um, that cliff cliff call mm-hmm. north town there. Like, yeah. That one, you know, with uh, being close to the rock face and the wind and yeah. you know, like, you know, prime example would have been good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I never think about the smoke following the wind direction. Yeah, you're yeah. thinking, oh, just for marking, but yeah, interesting, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> you have to talk to your buddy to find out what uh, smoke color they like. Yeah, exactly. I will. I'll text <laughs> that. I'll switch one. You guys will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, I think we're good. Yeah. Um. I think I'm good though. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any more. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it was good. I'm pretty bagged from that fire last night too, so mm. I'm tired. Well, you're old. I know. <laughs> Are you older that. than me? Yeah, but my body feels younger. <laughs> <laughs> True. Actually, my back hurts. <laughs> oh, all right. Moving on. Uh, Modus. Yeah, actually, a couple of cool things. So we have another gift basket coming towards us for Modus. Yeah, oh, so these nice. guys are awesome. Um, and I will say this now after speaking with them. Um, we alluded to a little bit ago that we were going to be doing a giveaway uh, on on the podcast here. Uh, Modus has stepped up and they are sending us some uh, freebies to give away. So, so we actually um, have to do a giveaway. <laughs> so now we like legitimately are going to be doing a giveaway. Yeah. So once the package arrives, we'll uh, set up a contest or some some sort of way mm-hmm. that we can. Um, I mean, depending how much they give us, we we have some stuff that that we that we can deal with here. Um, we'll see what kind of a program we can put together. But yeah, so I don't know exactly what's coming for us, and I don't know what's coming for the giveaway. But we'll uh, we'll have a look at that when it gets here. But some of the items that could be coming is the snagger tool, um, the four century wedges, the soft entry kit. Uh, which they've nice. got a uh, shove knife, a Lloyd tool, um, J tool. Uh, yeah, there's uh, uh, a ton of stuff. Hydrant wrench. Uh, Where's got... our J tool? Hey? Where's our J tool? Right? Officer truck. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so closer to the passenger side. Right. Okay. Um, uh, they got all of their uh, like soft bags, which is awesome. You can do yeah. uh, like an equipment bag. They got yeah. IFAC, stuff like that. So. Yeah, really, they're really expanding their their uh, their offerings, which is sweet. Nice. I think when when we first started talking to them, they had like two SKUs, and now they're up to like fifteen items, which is awesome. Yeah, they got a lot of good. So yeah, check them out. They're on uh, they're on our social media. They're on all of theirs, obviously. Um, and if you like what you see, DTFF five, we're gonna get you five percent off. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have used their stuff uh, that I had in the fire because I have my pocket organizer with the snagger and the mini spanners and the yep. wedges and um but i have two sets of trail gear because there's uh, two hauls right mm. and normally i have my good set with that in hall two where i respond to majority of the time however i can't remember what i, have. I did we did the laundry so i swapped the gear and i'm sure as shit i'm in the wrong gear last night when we uh, had this call and i needed the spanner wrenches and i, I could have used the uh, the snagger mm. as well and mm-hmm. god damn it <laughs> wrong wrong set of pants but yeah it it's good stuff man I like it, it is 
and we're getting more and more of our listeners reaching out and like giving comments and mm-hmm. um you know purchasing using um we got a message the other day there um he just got a snag or whatever and he, he got the um identifier yeah. uh, reflective on it so i said like hey let me know what it looks like in use um how does it stand up um we haven't put any on any of ours um but i was really curious to see uh how, how does it illuminate uh how does it you know stand up to shit and abuse because we're mm-hmm. all hard on equipment uh so yeah we're we're gonna get a, a bit of a report back on on that and um, if it's anything like the rest of their stuff i'm sure it's gonna turn out really well so yeah nice modus uh moving on to stop the bleed Oh, it's still, it's still Stop the Bleed Month, isn't it? It is, yeah, May. Yeah, we Stop the Bleed Month. Talked about the beginning. Uh, Learn some new tactics. Do not dump water on people's heads. Mm-hmm. You can. Just doesn't help. Yeah, you can if you want, but <laughs> not Stop the Bleed. Well, they're bleeding. <laughs> just dump water on their head. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Stop the Bleed is our free program. Um, some great content. Uh, if you want to teach it, you uh, just need to be... Uh, um, some sort of EMR or EMT uh, fire or uh, sworn law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I would strongly suggest don't just take, don't just do that. Take the course for. I think you actually need to take a, a stop the bleed course yeah. of some sort first, yeah. and then um, then you can get certified to teach it. Um, take some time to make a build a good course because they do allow you to a little bit of leeway after a mental leeway to yeah. um, you know as long as you're following the principles, which is pretty simple. It's uh, mm-hmm. direct pressure. Wound packing and tourniquet. Um, as long as you're following those steps and doing things correctly, you can kind of expand, make it as cool yeah. as you want to. Um, like you know, Todd is saying, we we make it. We can. We've taught elementary school kids mm-hmm. super basic stuff, mm-hmm. and we've taught high level like elite um, yeah. police agencies um, the same stuff, but we've upped it. We upped the game on them, yeah. uh, made it a lot more. Uh, the Sims really complicated, really high fidelity. Um, yeah. And I think the the takeaway is, too, like, you know, there's there's a lot of people who can take the course and become instructors. However, if you don't personally have a vast, in-depth medical or law enforcement um, background to make it really fun, yeah. you know, re- try and reach out to partners, somebody that does, yeah. because, uh, like you said, Scott, the, the best thing about this is when you can mold the course to your audience mm-hmm. that's where you can really get the re- yeah. benefits from it right and that's where it's that's where it's I, fun i guess kind of it, it's kind of likening to the whole 1001 like you could have really boring instructors that are just like okay uh here's the book here's the manual okay let's take the test you do have to do some practical stuff but the practical stuff could be super dry super boring yeah or they could include it in scenario and do a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. make it more entertaining mm-hmm. make it more um, high fidelity where you're like, yeah. where you have to switch gears quickly. And yeah. That's what we try to do. We stop the bleed. Absolutely. And it's like anything else that stress inoculation too. So if you, if you're like, I'm not going to teach, teach it that way to a group of grade fives. Right. <laughs> fix it, fix it, fix it. They're bleeding out. Spraying in the face with blood. <laughs> now it was a glass of water. Uh, yeah. But you know, like you have that ability to really kick it up a notch yeah. and that's where it's important. So. Um, stopthebleed.org yep. is where you find that. Yes. Yeah. Um, jumping down to more Stop the Bleed stuff for this month, rescueessentials.com. 
um, any Stop the Bleed products or training products uh, this month, you get 25% off. So the discount code for that is Stop the Bleed. Uh, so go on to therescuecentrals.com and check it out. they got t- tons of kits, tons of swag, tactical gears, IFACs, you name it, tourniquets, room packing, um, all that fun stuff. So really, really good products on there. Right. Uh, Shatter Olsen. Shatter Olsen Band. We're hopefully into live music soon. Um, next month or two, maybe. Our vaccines are going well. Numbers are dropping. Slowly but surely, yeah. Yep. Um, much, not much of the world. Parts of the world are slowly opening. Mm-hmm. Some live music. So hopefully we're, we're going to get to him soon. Um, country music out of Lower Mainland of Vancouver. Yeah. Um, check him out on Spotify. Awesome. Heck yeah. And then, uh, Ash, there's us. There is us. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to us here, we hope you've already found us on our social medias, but we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we do, uh, we keep getting new followers daily on TikTok. So, I mean, what, I, what do we I have know. on TikTok? It's hey. all old stuff. We gotta, we gotta put something yeah, on there. Yeah, it's, it's all pretty you know, we old. Need, we, need, yeah. we need Speedy to be our TikTok guy. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Absolutely. Because you can create a TikTok in like seconds flat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I should tell him to <laughs> send that stuff over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's easy sweet. video content. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's what we'll do. Um, and TikTok. Yeah, give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever the platform requires. Um, if uh, you can give a rating, it gets uh, us a little higher on the list and in front of um, a bigger audience, which that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So we uh, definitely appreciate uh, all the support thus far, and yeah, we want to keep on pushing. Awesome. Um, I guess that is it, there, mm-hmm. boys. Um, guys, have anything else you want to add? Happy birthday to Nick Hilton. Oh, oh there you yeah. go. Yeah. Happy yeah. Brotherhood Academy. Happy Radio birthday, fan. Nick. The old fart. Yeah. 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 Is he old? I, I think he's our age. He's, uh, he's yeah, he's yeah. Oh, well, he looks kind of weathered. <laughs> <laughs> weathered. Wow. That's, that's just the the, the, new, the the New England. Yeah, the New England yeah. salty chowder. <laughs> I kind of liken him to like a Dennis. He's like the, the oldest young boy. Yeah, he's a, he's <laughs> an old he's an old soul trapped in the I think body. So, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Heck of a guy. I really view him as like he has a pig leg. What? <laughs> what? Why? Well, he's from New England. I don't know. There's like sailors and stuff. Have a like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, have you ever seen him? Like, uh, I actually um, haven't seen him waist down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes that next just saying. photo in the chat. Yeah. Sure. Just saying. But I think, like, does he even still listen to this? Huh? I don't <laughs> know. He's a listener still. He's a white oh, man. He's, he's, he's a busy fella. He is, yeah. Yeah. Working for Pierce. Yeah, yeah, they've been pumping out some pretty cool trucks mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So, quickly, on that, there was a, there, what the heck was it? It was a post about a mini, a mini pumper. Was it a mini pumper that Pierce Pierce put out? You can't get people like, the internet will never be happy. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. Like, there's a use for mini pumpers. It's used for every piece of apparatus. Yeah, I don't care what it is. Like nobody can be like that's garbage. 
Exactly. Oh, yeah, you can have people. But say they that. can. <laughs> they can say that. Um, so I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I start like reading the post comment about it, and then you see kind of like the top comments on the thread. And I wanted to jump off a bridge. Like, immediately, I'm like, well, this thing must be a piece of shit. I had to go back up and look at the photo again. I'm like, no, this thing's wicked. They're like, well, well, you got ladders on there. Well, and you have water. And you got some rescue tools. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like it's got, like, a little bit of everything. It's not going to do anything super good. But it's going to do a lot of things hmm. pretty good. Jack all trades. Until either more help comes or you're going to get that into some remote places. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I thought it was sweet. I think... What is a quiller? Have you ever heard of that term? Quiller? No. Yeah. So, it's apparently some new phrase. Maybe it's not even new. It's like a, a tiller. Wait, a quint? Quiller. So a quint. Quint tiller steer? With a, yeah, maybe. Because hmm. it was... That, must, that thing wasn't it. That I, wasn't I was it. Say, no. That sounds big. Yeah, that, this <laughs> a thing, quint tiller steer. <laughs> but it wasn't that big. But he kept oh. calling it a quiller. Oh, Google my thoughts. <laughs> That's all I got though. Happy birthday. Awesome. Happy Here, birthday, Nick. Here's the I think school. Carl's birthday is going up soon too. Or, it is. Or, yeah. Because he said it's his birthday week. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that like my wife tries to pull off. It's my birthday week. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's my oh, birthday you got, you year. Nice. <laughs> it's my birthday year. All week. I'm nice all week. I'm nice always. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're pretty nice. Maybe not like right now, but yeah, actually. <laughs> so I was pretty tired. There yeah, we go. That's funny though. Bonus. I was pretty tired getting out of bed this morning, and uh, it, it's Mother's Day, right? So I I had to go pick up some flowers. I had to bring them to the store later on. They were yeah. you know ready for pickup and. Um, we're building the fence and da da da. So like this was my my gift, right? So she like wakes up and you build the fence. I wake up. Huh? <laughs> Your fence building, is it? Yeah, well, I mean it's like that's pretty good. Like I build projects. Yeah. Or pallets. <laughs> oh thanks. <laughs> so I forget what happened. But she says to me something more like, Oh I'm like, hey, like happy, happy Mother's Day. It's like, oh thanks, sweetie. Da, da, da. I'm like I'm like, Well, I think I'm gonna be your gift to you. <laughs> like this is your gift how awesome I am. She's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, I might be. So like throughout the entire day, she's like, like then she's like, oh yeah, like he got me these like really nice flowers, custom from the flower, the, huh? the flower shop. From the flower shop right down the road or whatever. So it wasn't, the, wasn't 7-Eleven. It was not 7-Eleven oh, nice. flowers. Yeah, it was like, like nice ones. Uh, he's like, oh, and he built me, like we've been working on this, this big yard project. And I'm like, and? She's like, oh, and my gift every day is how awesome he is, apparently. So I made her tell this story three or, three or four times throughout the day. And the eye, the eye roll got bigger every single time. So on that, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that are yes, listening. That was absolutely. the moral of the story. And now I'm out. <laughs> awesome. All right. Scott? Yeah, good night. Good night. <laughs> all right. Happy Mother's Day. Happy birthday, Nick. Happy mm-hmm. birthday week. Carl, <laughs> coming up. All right, thank you, everybody. Stay safe. Stay easy, everybody.